This is where I did my first Rycast recording. It's the Gun Garden next to Rye Castle. It was back in June on Sussex Day when our town crier, Paul Goring, gave a very special cry in front of a group of quite baffled tourists and let them know all about the podcast. And with this huge voice, he launched... Rycast! special bonus episode of Rycast to mark the end of the first series. I'm James Stewart and over the last six months or so I've been out recording around town, the harbour, on the nature reserve and across the kitchen table at home on Udemore Road. I've met loads of fascinating people, heard some brilliant stories and found out lots more about our town, including... Wipers or Ypres? Ypres. No. Wipers, yes. That's Joe Kirkham who gave me an exclusive and very personal tour about the Castle Museum. You can hear more of that in one of the previous ten episodes in Series 1 of Rycast. So what's this episode about? Everyone I've talked to loves Rye, so I've pulled together what some of the interviewees on Rycast think about our town. It's only a few minutes. Have a listen. For me, as a town crier, it is the perfect town to be a town crier in. There is so much history here. The town has hardly changed in 200 years. The people are wonderful. The town has such a buzz and such a life to it. I just love the town. What more can I say? We moved down on the day of the London bombings with my ex, um, so 17 years ago, and it's just beautiful down here. And I felt, and I'm sure a lot of people say this, it was like stepping back in time. Just the difference... I knew more people down here within a week of moving here than in 15 years in my previous place. Everyone's just welcoming and friendly and, yeah, it's just lovely. It's a great place to bring my son up. I mean, he doesn't know any different. I remember we went after school to a friend's place and I went round to pick him up and he was sitting in the garden overlooking all the fields, just having a picnic with these other kids. And I thought, you've no idea how lucky you are. <laughs> Rye in its entirety means home to me and because I live in Peasmarsh, because I've brought my family up here and my dad who's a blues musician lives down the road who used to gig here and I'd follow him around playing his blues music it's home, whether it's one of the villages popping into the horse and cart in Peasmarsh for a meal coming down here to the grapevine to listen to one of my friends play music it's just what I was brought up on but now where I'm bringing my family up so it's home I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. I am, I think, the oldest female resident who's actually born. Not the oldest in the village, but the oldest person who was born here. I'm one of the original Harbour Ducks, but I don't suppose as many people live the length of years that that I I have to be able to crib about it, sort of thing. Rye's always been home. When I was a secondary school student, I lived with my grandparents who lived in the harbour for about 18 months while my parents did pub management training. So probably from the age of about 13, Rye has definitely been home. I did six years in the army, but Rye was always home. 
and at every opportunity I would be back in Rye. I mean, it's where I'm happy. The village was very small and we all used to work in the fields, you know, potato picking, apple picking. The village was really a small community. Everybody knew one another and it was, it was interesting, quite good fun. And now it's quite all right, you know, loads of houses built, a lot more people. All very, very nice people, you know. I'm very lucky because where I live, Sue's next door, she's ex-London. I live in a little hideaway cul-de-sac. I know all my neighbours are Londoners, ex-Londoners, and I couldn't wish for better neighbours. You know, they're really, really good. It's just gorgeous, yeah. Good clean air and nice people here. Good pubs, good restaurants. <laughs> all the right things in life. We were one of those families that as soon as the sun shone, we were down the A21 to Camber. And then my parents had a caravan at Camber, and then later on they had a bungalow at Camber. You know, so it was like that. I was always sort of in touch with the area. So it went on the list for places to live when we decided to come back to England. As we didn't have to be tied to any particular location, we just needed to be within reasonable distance of where my parents were. And Rye just sort of ticked all the boxes, really. I have lived in Rye since the early 1980s, but I was born and bred in a little village just three miles outside the town. So Rye is my home. It's where I belong, it's the place where I love, it's the place that frustrates the hell out of me, but it's a place, uh, and I think a lot of people would say the same, it's a place where however much it frustrates you, you can't leave it behind. I've lived in lots of different places, and this was the first time that my wife and I could move to a place where we wanted to move to. We went out on weekends together and looked at various places, and when we came here, we just loved it, and so we moved here. And now I'm dedicated to, to keeping it as a beautiful town in a beautiful place. Like the proximity to the beach, the coast is fantastic, but also the ruralness surrounding us. The size of the town is perfect. There's enough people here for it to be interesting. It takes me an awful long time to go shopping. I see so many friends now. We've been here 22 years. You make a lot of friends quite easily in this town if you throw yourself into things. I've known Ryan for many years as a young man. My home was in Cranbrook. And a whole crowd of us used to go down to Camber and make us a nuisance of ourselves in Rye on the way back home. And then moved eventually back to Tenterden, and my own children then came down this way. So we knew people here also, and that encouraged us to think of a move to Rye. People love to collaborate. You don't have to be kind of a polished article. People are open to it here. I think that's what has made it work so well is that you put that pool of people together that both enjoy collaboration but also don't mind giving people a shot at stuff. Everyone knows what you're working on and everyone's excited to see what you're working on or what the next thing is. There are so many avenues to be creative in. Right. Everyone has a story as well to tell. Like, oh, I remember that bloke 15 years ago. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, he used to wear that hat and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember him. Yeah, funny character he was. And then suddenly you're just learning about this person that you had no idea about. That's David and Oliver, who feature in the 10th episode of RyeCast, talking about their new book for children and how Rye is brilliant if you're doing something creative. They're just a couple of the people who've been guests on the podcast telling me why they think Rye is so special. Many thanks to everyone who's got involved in RyeCast over the last six months, whether that's suggesting a story or giving time to be interviewed. Thanks also to the team at Rye News, who've been brilliantly supportive and full of ideas. 
Recording starts on Series 2 in the new year, with the first new episode up at the end of January. And if you'd like to be featured or have a podcast idea, do get in touch. You can find all the contact details at rycast.org. You'll also find details for the Rycast social media and all the previous episodes. From here in the Gun Garden, by Rye Castle, until next year, goodbye. Goodbye.